Welcome to the first episode of Not Even D2. I'm your host, KJ Allison, and today we have a great episode with my teammate, Casey Curran. Casey and I take a deep dive behind what it's like playing for Alpha University, battling the Empire 8, and how being a coach's son has changed his outlook on basketball. Thanks to you for tuning in, and enjoy the episode. Got my boy Casey in the building. How you doing today? I'm good. How you doing, KJ? Chilling, bro. Ready to get this premiere episode going? Sir, I'm excited. Yes, sir. So, let's get right into it. Talk about your recruitment process and, like, basically, how'd you end up at Alfred University? So, for me, I've I've grown up around here. I live 45 minutes away from Alfred. So, when they started talking to me, I was pretty excited about it because I know you obviously want to play basketball at the next level. For sure. And uh, I also knew some players here like Mike Schmidt and Adam Enders. So I knew that they told me about the coach and everything. And when I came on my visit, they had a pretty cool presentation for me. And I stayed overnight. And after that, I was, you know, ready to go. Word. So when deciding, like, Alfred, what other schools were interested in you? And, like, how did your – how did Alfred stand out? So I had a couple of schools interested in PA and a couple other D3s. But for me, it was – pretty much can be Alfred the whole time just because I knew what the program they had and the type of guys they had and it was the only visit I took because I was so excited to come play here. Wow that's fire I didn't even know that. Yeah. All right so fast forward you commit to Alfred and your first year you're dealing with COVID how was that transition to high school you your season and then right into college season with COVID? Yeah so for me the transition for COVID was it was pretty easy the first year because that's all I knew in college was COVID. So obviously it was different from high school, but I expected college to be different from high school anyway. Yeah. So transition really came the second year after COVID because for first year for COVID, it was normal. You know, we lifted outside under the bleachers. That's crazy. We had seven games, so and we had practices with masks on and all that stuff, no fans. So for me, that was normal in college for the first year. The transition came the second year because, I mean, that was huge. We had a... COVID was over, so we had everything back to normal for everybody else, even though us freshmen didn't know the difference. And then we also had a new coach. Yeah, that's so, uh, that was my next question. You're reading yeah. my mind. So talk about talk a little about that, like the the switches between Coach Russ, the previous coach at Alfred, and then now you have Coach Kempfey. Talk yeah. about like Coach Kempfey's strengths and then how that differed from what you previously knew from Russ. So like I was saying, the biggest transition was that year after because I didn't get the full, you know, experience with Coach Russ, but he was a lot different than Coach Kempfey, a lot more like old school with a lot of running, a lot of – and he was more of like, I don't know, discipline and, you yeah. know, not as so much basketball stuff, but more like just compete and go super hard every day and be in best shape. And obviously we didn't get a full experience of that because of COVID yeah. with the seven games and whatever. But then after that with Coach Kempfey, it was just like – it was totally different. He was more focused on the basketball side and just, you know, trying to be the best players we could be and, and really be on the same page on the court rather than, you know, he expected us to take care of our own business off the court with yeah. the conditioning and stuff like that. So Yeah, that's a fact. Coach Kenfrey really is, like, dialed into basketball. Yeah. Like, some coaches you see, they're more, like, focused on your mindset. Some focus on, like, lifting and conditioning. Coach Kenfrey's like, I want yeah. you guys to just be – you're the best basketball players no matter how you get there just be the best basketball player. yeah and I, I I like that at first it was a little different for me because a lot of my coaches you know been more just like 
discipline, like run, run, be in best shape. But once you get used to Coach Kempe and his style, I definitely preferred it to any other coaches I've had just because he kind of leaves it up to you to be as good as you want to be. Exactly. And it's it's really up to the player, which for some guys doesn't work because some guys they can't they can't you know hold themselves accountable. But for guys like me and you, we hold ourselves accountable nah, off the court. That's fact. And his system, I feel like, allows us to thrive. And really, like you've seen it, we got so much better the players that actually applied themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's big. So fast forward now to you're in your senior year. What yeah. should we expect from not only Casey but also the Alfred Saxons? So we could start with you know just for me, it's my it's really my third full season, but it's technically my fourth because of COVID, but. This year, you know, I'm looking to take between my sophomore and junior year. I took a, I feel like I took a big leap. I didn't play that much sophomore year, and then junior year I started over 25 games. So Fire. this year, I just hope you know take another big leap instead of you know just being a role player kind of like I was last year to take a big step and be a leader on the team and you know help us win games. And I want to, I want to see if I can get all team this year. That's yes, sir. that's yes, definitely sir. a personal goal, but I'm more focused on you know everybody together. I'm hoping we can. We can get a playoff run and see see yeah, what we can sure. do in uh, February and March. Yeah, one thing I want to say about Casey is like, if you think you're working hard, you're you're really not. Like Casey's dedicated to the grind. He he works his his butt off every day, and you can see like, from leadership, my freshman and sophomore year, it's different having Casey as like our main leader. Like everyone's starting to buy in to follow Casey's example. It's not. Um, visually it's more like we're all pushing each other in the weight room going hard and pick up going after each other so credit to Casey however good the Alfred Saxons are this year yeah, I appreciate that I just want this year I wanted to focus on you know a leadership role you too you're in a leadership role now just like I want everybody to be like bonded together because I feel like teams I've seen because I spent a lot of my life in basketball the teams I've seen that are really good mm-hmm. they're they're boys like not necessarily like you're all friends off the court, obviously, but when the shit gets hard, you know, when you're in the weight room and, you know, some guys want to do something else or, oh, I hit that yesterday. It's like, no, we're all a team. We got to do this together. Because yeah. when it's the fourth quarter and you're all tired, if you if you guys separate and you go individual ways, it's yeah, you're you probably going to lose together. the game. You got to be together. So that's really what I've been focusing on this year as a team standpoint, just, you know, trying to get everybody on the same page and get them to understand, like, it's not easy to win. Like the podcast, we're not D two, but we're still D three. It's not easy to win at nah, this level fact. either. Like there's there's real hoopers. Yeah, a lot of real hoopers, and people don't understand that. Like there's a lot of really good players at D three, and you can't just walk up into an arena and expect to beat everybody. Nah, it's a fact. Like you take one playoff, it, it could yeah. be your season. Like yep. you got to lock in every single play, every single day, every yep. single rep. Like mm-hmm. it's real. So we talked about. Li- Basically, you want to be all team. You want to win some games. What does Casey individually need to do? Like, what did you focus on this offseason that will ensure you to be the top of your game and all team? So this offseason, one of my big focuses always is, you know, stay in shape because you got to be able to shoot when you're tired. When you, when it's January, February, your legs aren't fresh anymore. But that's when the money really gets made is, is in February and March. So you got to be able to go the whole distance of the season. So I've been working on that because if I'm going to be a big part of the team, got to be able to yeah. play there in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, we see it for sure. And then also just like, because I feel like I'm going to have the ball in my hands more this season. So not just being able to score it, which I've worked a lot on shot making because if you can't make shots, you can't play. But 100%. but you got to get your teammates involved too because if, if you, if you want to be one of the best players but you're not going to pass the ball, I mean, 
no one's gonna listen to you or want to. <laughs> not to interrupt you, but you have taken a pretty big step with that because early on in your career, it was, <laughs> it was a little ball heavy for Casey. <laughs> yeah, and also another problem with me early in my career was first couple of years is I couldn't play any defense. Yeah. I was a cone for real. So <laughs> I've been working a lot of, you know, just footwork and I thought I took a big step with that last year. So just, 100%. you know, staying solid on the defensive end, we're going to be switching one through five. So mm-hmm. being able to guard everybody. Don't, don't, don't be giving too much about what Alfred's about to do. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's switching. So <laughs> if you guys are listening, I'm not giving it all away, but <laughs> but just be ready to get guarded by all of us at the same time, no, for real. So we're, we're buying into defense, like, especially yeah, this We know year. that's how you win, so. Yeah. But um, let's take a quick break. I were back, and earlier we touched on how there's a ton of talent, like, in Division Three. You can't just expect to go on the court and just beat any team just because they're in close Division Three. But especially in the Empire 8, there's a ton of talent. Um, any players, Casey, that you look at as like, I have to be better than this dude if we're going to win like a matchup battle? So obviously every year, especially since I've been here, Dan Cook's been one of the best the best player in the league probably. He's got you know the three player of the year his last three years. That's insane. So whenever we match up with him, it's not – and with him it's more so not individually trying to be better, but as a team we got to be better than him because – you know, last year he had 40 on he us, but 40, we, we still won the game, but he, he did have 40. <laughs> we still won, but but that's definitely one. And then, you know, every year Naz has good players. Savage is a really good player, so we got to be ready for him. Last year that was my matchup, so, you know, yeah. on defense just trying to, you know, limit his scoring even though you can't really stop all these guys. But Yeah, 100%. Um, is there any team in the, like, it doesn't have to be just Empire 8, but on the schedule that, like, Every year, you're like, I'm going to dominate this game. Like, this team can't guard me. I've always played good against them, any of those teams. Yeah, so, you know, a lot, we have a lot of good games on the schedule. We've been playing Brockport a lot, and I, yeah, I, haven't, had, I haven't played great against them yet. So this year, I want to have a good game against them because they're a good team. Also, you know, top, top of our league, like Utica, I seem to always have a pretty good game yeah, against them. My son Case really locked <laughs> in for Utica. I know. We got to get them this year, bro. We, we haven't got them yet, but we got to – you know, we got to see if we can get a win. Yeah, what are you year. against Utica? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's got to change this They're good, year. man. They're a good team. But also, Naz, we, we haven't we, – well, we beat them once since we've been here. So that's when we also lock in for, like, this year we, we really got to see if we can get, you know, some wins against these top teams in our league. We've struggled. And then Fisher last year, we, we got them twice, but they're never easy. It's always a close game. And – you got to lock in, especially for those three teams right there at the top of the league. They're always tough. Yeah. Um, just so everybody's clear, we're not disregarding the teams and the, oh, yeah, the other definitely Empire not. 8 everybody's teams. We're just saying there there is, like, some battles where we're locked in more yeah. than others. Um, yeah. But every team, like I said, yeah. you got to be ready to go. I wouldn't say it's was, it was locked in more than others. We just know, like – it's going to be a battle the whole the whole night. Yeah, 100%. Because like, every team, you know, if we've seen it. If we come out, we don't, we're don't. we not ready to go. Like, it's a close game. We could lose. We happened to, against Cuca two years ago. Yeah. Talk, we won by 40. I want to talk about yeah. that a little bit. So, Cuca two years ago was your freshman year, my sophomore year. For, so, we had to reschedule the game, I think, because of COVID or something. Mm-hmm. So, we had, so, for some reason, I don't know why, we don't do the schedule, <laughs> but we had to play them back-to-back days. We had to play them on a Tuesday and on a Wednesday. One at Alfred. The yep. first day was at Alfred. Second game was at yep. Cuca. That first day, so on Tuesday, we won by, like, 40. Yeah. 
40. Beat and the this, off him. Yeah, and this just shows you how crazy basketball is sometimes. Next day, we go up to Cuca and we lose the game. We, we lose. Yeah, we won. Like, it's not like we won by 10, 20. We won by 40. Like, it wasn't even close. And then the next day, we go up there and lose. So that just shows you, like, when we're saying we're more locked in for the other games, it's not exactly that. But if you don't come locked in, it's yeah, going to be a long 100%. night no matter who you plan. And I feel like that taught me a lot. Like, yeah, for sure. freshman year. I, I've never seen something like that. Like, you you play teams in your league twice, and then if you beat one of them by 40, you're going into the next game automatically thinking, like, I'm I'm not even going to try. Like, yep. we're we're about to beat the brakes off them again. Yep. And then when Cuca came, or we, we went to Cuca and they beat us, I was like, okay, yeah, like, you got to take – it doesn't matter what happened in the matchup one. Matchup two, you got to come even harder yep. and be even more locked in a scout team, all of that. Yep. So, like – yeah, that was a big teaching moment for me. Yeah, every game, like, it matters. It doesn't matter the other team's record. It doesn't matter any of that. Everybody has players that can, you know, put the ball in the basket. So yeah. you got to be ready to go. So over the off season, Alfred Saxon's picked up a big part to our success for this next year, I'm assuming. We got Tyler Curran, who's Casey's <laughs> brother from the transfer border. He was originally at St. Bonaventure. Um Case, talk a little about how that's going to help you through this season. No, so, yeah, he was a walk-on at Bonnie's last year, which, first of all, I'll speak on that. Like, I think that really helped him become a better player because, yeah. you know, practicing against D1 athletes every day, though it's, you know, it's a different level. We get to play them once a year, but I can't imagine going against them every day, you know, just how much better you probably yeah. get. So I'm excited to see what that did for him this year. And we've already had a, a couple of practices under our belt with the new D3 rules, so... It's been, honestly, it's awesome to watch, you know, especially as the older brother, like to see your younger brother out there at the same level as you competing. And I heard this quote the other day. It's like, there's only two men that will ever be happy if you're better than them. It's your, your dad and your older brother. Nah, so that's a fact. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's not there yet, I don't think, but I'm hoping he can be better than me by the time <laughs> he's done. Nah. So I think he's going to help us this year. You know, he's a bigger guard, like 6'2". He can play the one and the two. Yeah, so, 100%. So it, there's not many big guards like that in our league. So I think and he can shoot the ball, finish it, pass it. So I think he's going to be a really good you know, piece for us this year and just add to our depth and see how far we can go with that. Yeah, um, a little bit about Tyler is so like going into this year, uh, we have a lot of pieces on Alfred, but mm -hmm. it, it was really like kind of unclear who's going to be like the – the next guard, you know what yep. I mean? We lose a big piece in Mike Schmidt. And going to get, for me personally, going against Mike every day in practice, like, really got me better. Like, yep. someone who arguably is better than me, just – and he taught me a lot, like, about how he does things. And I, I took a lot about how to be a better passer, how to maneuver around defenses. So, like – I take charges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike's different at taking charges. But – like losing him, it was it was like it's very unclear how we're gonna be next year. But bringing in Tyler, it's also gonna help me a lot. Like going against him, he he brings something that Mike doesn't. He's a big guard. He can shoot a little bit better, and like he he's taller. So I have to work on how to score against bigger guards in our league, like Jalen Savage and Barasa at Utica. So 
getting Tyler was big for me, and yeah. I'm assuming for Casey as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's super exciting you know, play with your little brother. I got to play with him in my high school, and we won a section champ- two section championships fire. together. So I'm hoping we can add to that resume. And yes, sir. It's, really, it's a different type of connection, too, because, you know, when you're playing basketball with guys, you have a certain type of connection. They know where you want the ball. They know, you know, which hand to throw to. But me and him have that, obviously, yeah. on the, just a little bit higher level. Me and KJ, me and KJ are close. We got that <laughs> connection too, but you yeah, know, with your brother, Russia. yeah, with your brother, it's a little, it's a little bit more connected. So it helps, helps us both out there for sure. Shout out TC. <laughs> but um, so for those of you who don't know, Tyler and Casey's dad is the coach at, he's the head associate coach at George Mason University. He just took that job this up this past summer, and yep. he was recently at St. Bonaventure as well. Yep. So, talk a little bit about what it's like to be a coach's son, both the benefits and the, the negative impacts of that. Yeah, so coaches, to be a coach's son is definitely a lot more positives than negatives. One of the negatives was early, like when I was younger, we moved a lot because, you know, just yeah. trying to get up the ladder and get different jobs and stuff like that. Before you continue, yeah. how does that, like, change your perspective on, like, like home and, and basketball home? Yeah, so... You have to switch your favorite team a lot, which I was a little lucky because he was at Bonnie's for 13 years, so I didn't get the, you know, a lot of coaches move a lot more than that. But we had to move, you know, move favorite teams a lot, move towns a lot. But once we settled down in Bonnie's, it was really great because having your dad, as a, especially a D1 coach, is a huge advantage because, I mean, every day I got to work out in the Riley Center, which mm. is, you know, not a lot of kids get to do that. Not so that was a blessing. And, you know, I have my own personal trainer. Even though some days he's, he's tired and don't want to go to the gym, he still gets up and goes because he wants give us it, to be great. The free personal trainer, I don't got to pay for nah, that. That's fire. That's fire. <laughs> but he's also definitely tougher on you than a normal trainer because, you know, he's my pops. That's but your pops, uh, yeah. He yeah, gonna, so it's definitely going to be on every little thing that you're doing yeah, wrong. Yeah, and he knows, he, obviously, he knows what he's talking about. So I've been blessed to, you know, he know, and especially as a coach's son, you know what the the coach wants so when I'm playing for somebody that's not my dad like mm. I know what the coach wants to see they want to see defense they want to see you know you be unselfish run hard run the court hard especially because I was a big man in high school just he always drilled in me like run the court run the court because he was a good college player too he played at Merrimack and won a he won a um their league championship back oh, in the day the yeah <laughs> yeah that's why I wear 32 because of him shout out uh, my pops but yes, sir. it's definitely been you know I wouldn't trade it for anything have my my dad is a coach because it's really set me up to, you know, be in this position at Alfred. And it also helps you understand, like we talked about earlier in the podcast, KJ was telling you how Coach Russ, like we lost him, we got Coach Kempe. And then this over the summer, we lost our assistant coach who yeah. everybody here loved, bro, that Coach hurts, Beam. Shout out Coach Beam. But it makes me, it helps me understand, like, you know, some guys who don't have their dad as a coach might not understand, like, why, oh, why would they leave? Why would they do mm-hmm. this? Why would they do that? But you understand it's because you got to, you got to get work your way up. It's like any other job. If you get a promotion, you got to take it. So, so it's been super cool. And another obviously negative now is he's at George Mason. So he's far from here and he doesn't get to see a lot of my games, but I know it's worth it in the end. So you, you know, all the Bonaventure players and your dad's now at George Mason's and they're both in the A-10. What what team are you rooting for this year? Oh, I got to go with George Mason. Those are my, every other game I'm rooting for Bonnie because those are my guys. But when they see George Mason, I got to go with the family. (laughs) I feel you. But, uh, I'm also excited to play Bonnie's again this year, you know, because we have the exhibition game every year. It was a little bit, you know, more exciting when my dad was on the sideline. Yeah, (laughs) were, were you nervous, like? or trying to prove something to your dad in those games or were you just playing? I wouldn't say I was trying to prove it 
to my dad. I'm trying to prove it to myself that I can uh, I can play with those guys. Cause, so I think I think having that mindset though might have I might have been a little too heavy on myself because I haven't played good in that game yet, and I know I I know I can because I know the work to. I put in. I know. So this year I'm you know I'm trying to like lighten it up a little bit. You know, just go into it like any other game. And hopefully we can uh, we can hang with them for a little bit. You know, it's yeah, we, tough with those we got guys. You. We got you. It's tough with those guys. You know, it's a different level, but we got to show them that D3 can hoop too. Nah, so I'm bad. excited for that. But it was super cool, even though, you know, I didn't play that great when we played them the last two years. To play against my, da- my dad was, you know, it was an unreal experience. And I, I was out there on the court, and every time I'm on the court, he's coaching me and he's on the <laughs> other team. So that was crazy. That's but a great experience. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, you can't trade that for anything. So, yeah. so. We're going to end with a little rapid fire. Oh, all right. All right, so you ready? Yes, sir. I'm ready whenever. Favorite teammate? Favorite teammate? Got to go with my brother. Yes, sir. Favorite NBA player? NBA player. Uh, I like Giannis. I like how Giannis plays every possession. Okay, I respect it. Favorite activity outside of basketball? Outside of basketball? Um, I'm a big fan of snowboarding. I haven't been doing it the the past couple of years, just to, you know, not jeopardize my career. But once basketball's <laughs> over, I'll definitely be on the slopes every winter. That's fire. And then last rapid fire question: Casey averages blank this year, points. Just points. All right. I want to get at least at least ten points a game. But right. more important to me, I want to I want to hit the eight rebound mark. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. I, I can see I can see upwards twelve, fifteen points. But yeah, if I can I get my if I can get ten and eight. And we can win a lot of games. I'll be pretty happy. Yeah, I respect it. All right. To end this episode, we're going to do a little surprise to Casey. We're going to do his all-time since he's been here, starting five, just Alfred players. All right. Am I including myself or no? Yeah, include Include yourself. myself. All right. So I got – I'm going to go me at the three. Okay. No, no, no. Start, start, start. All right, one, all right, one through five. So at the one, sorry, KJ, right now I got to go Mikey. I respect it. We can, Mike's a dog. Mikey gave me a lot of open threes last year. <laughs> if you if you wasn't hurt last year, it might be you at the one. But Mike's a dog. A, after this year, it. after this year, come back to me. I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, at the two, I got to go my guy, Kevin, Kevin Durkin. Yes, sir. He's a Another dog. dog. Yeah, he's a dog Pick on defense. Pick you up 94 feet, no matter how tired he game. is, no matter how bad he's yep. feeling, he's picking you up. He'll, he'll press you 94, go off the court, throw up in his jersey, come back, <laughs> press you again. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Uh, all right. Um, and then I'm actually going to switch it up. So at the three, just because just I didn't get to play with him as much as I would have liked to, is my, my other boy, my, my ex-roommate as well, Anthony Rufino. Okay, I wish I got I wish I got more time with him on the court, but we had some some good games against uh, Utica. We got to play together. Yes, sir. And then I got me at the four. I think I'm pretty good at the four. I'm probably going to start at the four this year mm-hmm. instead of the three, which I was last year. And then at the five, we go in the small ball lineup with the shooters. I got to shout my boy Brewster. Small ball, Brewster at the five. Yep. We, Case at the four. We're spreading it out, spraying boys. Oh, yeah, you guys are <laughs> and, and Mike's hitting every single yes, one sir. of them. Yep. Nah, that's tough Mikey's lineup. throwing them behind the head passes, hitting Brewster, <laughs> hitting Brewster on the pitch All back right, for three. Break. Yes, sir. Yep. But I appreciate your time, Case, for real. Like, as I said, Casey's one of the hardest working dudes. I look up to this guy. That's my boy. We're ready to go. And tune into our games. We're going to yes, put on a show every single night. Yeah, super excited for the season, appreciate bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you for having me, KJ. Sure.